From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 282. Today's show is brought to you by Blue Apron and Pen Chalet. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by the wonderful man of the Penland, Mr. Brad Dowdy. <laughs> I like it. We're back to some titles. That one I, I can know. get after. I, I'm all for that. Good job, mate. It's not uh, it's not the master of the Moleskine. Oh, that's a good one. But I don't know if you'd mm-hmm. be the master of the Moleskine, right? Like, I think there'd be some other, like, some other word. I don't know. I can't think of what it would be. I'm not operating <laughs> would... for, for 100% today. <laughs> so, yeah, it would not, it would have to be beeped out or something, right? Like, if we talked about it. So, let's get, let's get this out of the way. Right, so we talked last week how I wanted to try a new Moleskine because maybe the papers improved in the, I don't know, what, 10 years since I've last tried one or something. So maybe eight years, something like that. And I've heard a couple good things about the Moleskine, and I ordered one, which we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. I won't go all into it again, but it's basically the standard black with a dot grid. So I open it up with high hopes. First thing that goes into it, is a fountain pen and I'm writing with a fine cursive italic with Ackerman number eight ink. So it's kind of a dry pen setup and I don't see any feathering like when I'm writing like, Oh, my letters look good. And then I turn the page to see what it looks like on the back. It's like I've written on the back of the page. See, here's the, <laughs> like, you know, I saw this and I was like, Oh, you know, I don't know. I know like I have a lot of, um, I have a lot of pens that, that do this to paper right like you know you get sure. bleed it's normal but then you just said that was a fine <laughs> i was like oh okay then <laughs> well it's a fine curse of italic so it's wider but then i i kept writing all i have inked up right now are fine or extra fine japanese extra fine pens and everything you can see straight through the back of the page almost like it's written on the back it's crazy so from a fountain pen user's perspective there's no way i could ever recommend a moleskine now, what does work are ballpoints and pencils and gel ink pens. I was surprised that the Schmidt refill worked well because it's a water-based ink, right? The P8127. It did okay. You know, there's like a little bit through the back. Nothing like the fountain pens at all. I used a brush pen on it and I used my drawing pens on it. They did okay. Like, it's not bad. But from a sh- strictly fountain pen user's perspective review of the Moleskine, you could never, ever use this. Because I, I didn't even like stress test it because I didn't have to. My fine and extra fine nib pens, I mean, just went straight through the page. And there, I mean, there's no no two ways about it. Like anyone that uses a, a medium or a broad, I mean, mm-hmm. it'd be a catastrophe. And I would guess really that like these notebooks, these specific notebooks, they don't have any particular redeeming features that make it a trade-off, right? Because you could just write on the left. You know, we were talking about the Hippo Noto, right? And mm-hmm. I was saying that it isn't necessarily a bleed problem, but like the size mm-hmm. makes it hard to write on the back left page, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. in this instance, you could just write on the back left page, but there's nothing about the Moleskine notebook where it's like, I will only use 50% of this notebook because of X. Like, there is no X. You know what so, I mean? So, uh, there is an X, and I had two people in my Instagram feed say the exact same thing. Okay. I buy them for the cover. Right, but no this one is... makes as good a cover as them, like Le Reyes yeah, really? and then someone else. I don't have it pulled up. Yeah, huh. they said, okay. I buy it. Their covers are so good. I mean, I, I don't discount that. I mean, it's a really nice cover. 
So, okay. Yeah, but no, there's no redeeming value on the inside, right? I mean, unless you're pencil ballpoint gel. So that's fine. You know, knock yourself out, drawing pen. The one other comment I wanted to make on this, and I don't remember feeling like this from my old moleskins that I used, when the nib of the pen touched the page, it felt like writing on the stone paper that I hate so much. Mm. It had give to it and not give from writing on a stack of paper, like individual sheet give. Mm. It was spongy, like a 100% humidity paper or stone paper. It was creepy. I, I did not enjoy the writing performance. Even on like Tomoe Rivers, like the thinnest paper in the world, you feel a firmness in the sheet, right? There's a there's a difference in the sheet. This has a, a, a really uncomfortable feel. I thought it was stone paper, the way it was acting, and especially the way it acted with liquid pens. It was very uncomfortable. So I... It's, yeah, so there's just no way I can use this notebook because I'm not going to commit to just using, I'm not going to commit to avoiding fountain pens in a notebook. You know, I want to use all of my pens or pencils. You know, if I use a smaller notebook, like a field notes or a knock notebook, I'll commit to like a single pen if I'm going to do something, that's fine. But in a large, full-sized, you know, lots of sheets notebook, I have to be able to use fountain pens and uh, it's a bad experience. It's not even an average experience. It's a bad experience for fountain pens. Everything else is okay. So if you want to use Moleskine for non-fountain pen uses, you'll probably be okay with it. If you think you're going to be able to use fountain pens with it, it's not going to be really good. So that's kind of that. Experiment uh, complete. (laughs) Nothing has changed. In fact, it might be worse for fountain pens now than it ever has been. I'll have to find some old Moleskines to try. I think it might actually be worse because it feels different. So there you go. Yep. Order your Moleskines, everybody. No, I think you got that the wrong way around. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) No. I mean, like I said, I really like what Moleskine's doing. The paper is bad for fountain pens. You know, those two things can be both be true, right? Yep. Yep. So something else that is true is how awesome these new Mondo... X, Land, Land, X, Draplin, X, Burlesque, Field Notes yep. are... The MLBD my... edition. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I just have to get them for the name, right? The MLBD. Yep. So what do you... Why did you put these in the in the show notes? Because they're exciting, right? Yeah. Like the <laughs> They're kind of cool. We try... I don't like to put every single um, edition in our notes anymore. Like every single edition. We did that for a while, right? Like sure. there was, there were a lot of stuff where it was exciting. We would cover them, basically all of them. Um, but these, the, the Mondo ones, like the Landland ones, there's been a couple of these before where they've mm. collaborated with Draplin and, and this is another one of those and they look incredible. So I thought that these were a fun one. Like if there is a limited edition field notes that's got Draplin's stamp on it somewhere, I think that they're ones worth talking about. Yeah. So I don't buy the extra editions very often anymore. I think the last ones that I went out and bought something like this were the Nixon watches because they kind of mm-hmm. had the America America is beautiful style f- 
uh, photograph cover, which I thought was really pretty. And they were surf based and they look really cool. Like I won't run out to try to like buy these or like set my alarm to, <laughs> you know, to order these or, or have someone at Mondo con, you know, try to get me a set, but I do think they look cool. And I like the glow in the dark aspect of them, aspect of them. But yeah, like I've definitely stopped the chase of the non colors editions. Like I'll get all the colors editions. I'll keep getting all those. And then maybe every once in a while I might pick something up like this, like I did the Nixon ones, but uh, I do think they look cool. Yeah. There are like, what is it? Like a hundred packs available at Mondocon, but they're going to be selling them after the fact too. Mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. And I, th- and I think Draplin's in Chicago this week. Maybe they might be doing, is it this week they're doing something at field notes? I wonder if he will have them there. Cause he always does like pop-up shop type stuff. Huh? Okay. So yeah, I don't know. Who knows? But uh, yeah, they'll be uh, they'll be available. I, I want to see some pictures of these because it's like the two rivers where like almost no two are alike, right? Yeah, you know, kind of have the same aesthetic as that edition. Which when we talk with the guys, that was Brian's favorite edition because it's it's just a very cool, very cool look and style. And I love those too. So yeah, these are great. Yeah, I'm still waiting to see what that tenth tenth anniversary one is. I know, I know. Um, I think we got shipping notifications. Someone got a shipping notification in my feed that I went and got. Uh, I went into my inbox and I didn't have a shipping notification. So we'll see. So it seems early, but maybe not. I don't know. It I seems did a just early. renew my subscription. Yeah, I have to renew after this one. Yeah, I got so. I got the the email and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not gonna do you, that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what else is new, Mike? Oh, yeah, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. The new Sinclair colorway. Unicorn snot, baby. Mm. <laughs> Not unicorn <laughs> snot, baby. It's just unicorn no, snot. No, 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 no. Uh, it could be that light. So what was the previous one called? Like, just the pink and blue? <laughs> yeah, that was all, all we called it was pink and blue. Then it, it went into the um, uh, the what, unicorn barf, which was unicorn a popular yes. pen acrylic at the time too so it just kind of took a life of its own we never said any you know we we love doing you know uh, appropriating that name for you know the pink and blue you know pens pink and blue pen cases and everyone this was the story i've told a lot of times how we made this case knowing it was out there the original uh unicorn barf case and we couldn't sell them (laughs) Like nope. we put them online and we could not sell the things for anything. No, we'll we loved them. We thought they were awesome, and then we started taking them to pin shows, and people started getting them in their hand and seeing them in person. And then we couldn't keep them in stock. Yep, right. They would. Like I mean, I remember the, the first Atlanta. I think it was where like mm-hmm. this one lady came and she just bought ten of the brass things. <laughs> yeah. Right. She was just like, I'll have yeah. all of them. Um, yeah, yeah. They, these are ones that sold really well, and people wanted them, wanted it for a while. So I'm happy to see it. Mm-hmm. And also, do you know what? I love this colorway even more with the bright green on the inside. This mm-hmm. is exciting, and I want one. So how and when do I buy one? Um, they're going to go to retailers first, which hopefully will start shipping to them in the next week or so. We're finally starting to get enough in stock to where we can get all the we try to get all the retail orders at the same time so we have to kind of build up a backlog um but it, so it's almost to that point where we'll be able to ship to retail soon and then you will be able to purchase them from there first so and then they'll eventually be on the knock shop but uh, we're going to give this is the kind of the retailers uh retailers thing first you know this the new colors of sin colors and brass town so there'll be a brass town in this exact color as well 
I'm very excited about that. Very yeah, excited. Pe- pe- people are pumped about it, and I, I'm glad they are. So, yeah, I, I love it. It's cool. Um, you know, we, like I said in my little tweet, we, we like have, having fun doing this. You know, we have fun. So, and we like to do fun stuff, and there'll be more fun stuff coming out very soon. Yeah, this is these are super fun. It's a great, it's a really interesting colorway. Uh, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, yeah. So, turning the corner from unicorns not to Tiffany blue, I wanted to put this <laughs> in the show notes because my jaw hit the floor, and it kind of shouldn't have. Even though, you know, uh, thank you, Elaine, for uh, sending over the link to this because I haven't seen this before. But this is a pin that's available on the Tiffany uh, jewelry. Uh, if you're familiar with them, the Tiffany blue, mm-hmm. uh, real pretty color, lovely designs, very expensive products. Tiffany, that Tiffany, mm-hmm. they essentially have a Sharpie <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the Tiffany style. Which could be yours, Mike, for the low sum of $750. How many do you want? Look, here's the thing. I think this is amazing, <laughs> right? I think this is amazing. It kind I'm of never going to buy I'm... it, but I think it's fantastic. Do, do you think that it is a Tiffany Blue ink? No. That's what I'm... I want to know. And that's what they should do, right? It should be a Sharpie, which is Tiffany Blue. That would be amazing. I'm... I don't see a picture with this uncapped which is what I want to see. Yeah. And they don't say specifically in the descriptions the phrase or word Sharpie. They say um, refillable with standard size permanent markers. I reckon you put the entire marker in this thing. Well, Sharpie has a refill, right? Mm. But it includes the grip section, which is black plastic. Brad, scroll down. It's there. Where? If you scroll down on the page... There is mm-hmm. like a picture, like a banner called Everyday Objects, and mm-hmm. they have the pen uncapped, and it looks like it is blue. Okay. Do you see it? I see that. I see it on the table now by the coffee cup. Yeah. And it does look like a teal blue. Okay. Yep. Well, I wonder if you can buy refills. Now we need to go shopping for refills on their site. So it, let's do this I, live. I think that this is kind of incredible, like in, in the okay. worst possible way. Do you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> This is so ridiculous, but that's why I like it, because it's $750. Like, they are owning it. Like, they are just owning. Like, this is what it is. This is what we make. We make a $750 Sharpie. If you don't want it, that's fine. You don't have to buy it. (laughs) That's kind of how I look at this thing, and it's like, all right. Like, if that's what you want to do, you just go for it. It's 705 pounds, apparently. So there's paper cup bone china there's pencils in this picture but why why can't i search their site very well i want the refills for this thing yeah i'm looking at their writing instruments page and it doesn't look like they have refills for sale honestly all right how much are the pencils the pencils are in the image but they're not in the writing instruments page i don't know if they're not on pencils Interesting. So we'll have we'll have more news on the Tiffany permanent. Yeah, ink if, refill. if anybody out there knows more about this, we would love to know it because this is this is absolutely fascinating to me. Like I think it's kind of hilarious and oh, so wonderful. the color the colors on the balloon. That's what's written on the balloon. Now that the smiley work. face. Yes, that is it. There's like we're really we. So by the way, you want to check out our show notes for these images. Um, <laughs> 
which is at relay.fm <laughs> slash panaddict slash 282 because <laughs> otherwise we sound like like bonkers people um but yeah you can see when you go down the page there is this image and it, yeah there, there's a balloon that's got drawing on it and the color of the ink on the balloon is tiffany blue so maybe they do put a tiffany blue refill in it so we've essentially lost our minds over a 750 dollars sharpie i mean you know i guess that's what we do right yeah like <laughs> what are you gonna do like it's it's ridiculous and wonderful and it's dumb uh and yeah. i kind of love it i'm never gonna buy it but i think it's hilarious that they did it this is pen attic life right here someone at tiffany's listening they said we need to do this yep <laughs> why not though right because this is you know people are either gonna wow. buy it or they're not gonna buy it like this is the type of brand for that kind of thing mm-hmm. i guess right like it's right right you know, like most of this stuff, they're not going to sell a lot of units of. Like, there's a $235 sterling silver straw on this page. <laughs> I'd rather have the Sharpie. There's a 285-pound yo-yo. Mm, now, now we're talking, though. Oh, yeah? You're up for the yo-yo? No, I still might go Sharpie. What about a 260-pound uh, pencil sharpener? Oh, I'm glass there. and sterling silver. I can find a pencil yeah. sharpener and a ruler, a harmonica and golf tees, but no no pencils. I can't find the pencils. Hmm. They tease them in the picture. We'll have, sure to, we'll have to hunt those down. We'll have to hunt those down. All right. Well, let's get, let's get to some more uh, reasonable pen shopping and talk about our good friends at Pen Chalet. I just did a search for, for pencil and it returned nothing. So I don't okay. think that they're selling those. But yeah, let's talk about someone who sells things at way better prices than, than, <laughs> than, the, than the Tiffany pen, and that is Pen Chalet. They have everything that you're looking for from all of your favorite brands. They back it up with fast and reliable customer service, a bunch of great discounts and closeout specials all the time. Pen Chalet are always adding new styles of pens. We're going to talk about those in a moment, actually. There's a couple of things in our document that Pen Chalet have got. Um, they do free shipping on orders of over $50 in the United States. They sell internationally as well with very, very reasonable shipping rates. Pen Chalet has low prices on high-quality pens, and they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you go to penchalet.com, click the podcast link at the top of the website and use the password PENADDICT for this week's special offer and to get the code that you need to save 10% on anything at any time at Pen Chalet. You can go there anytime. Go to penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com. Click that podcast link. You can always see what offers they have because they have tons of offers all the time, especially on that page. But you also get that 10% code that you can use on anything. Now, this week's special offer for the Pen Addict listeners, if you buy any Montegrappa Heartwood, and you will get a Montegrappa notebook, sunglasses, and bag for free. It's a lot of stuff. You get like a whole Monte, you get like a whole Montegrappa goodie bag pack. Yeah, and those uh, heartwood pens are really good looking. I've been thinking about getting one of those. Yeah, I I hadn't seen them before. They were they were new to me. Yeah, they came out a couple of months ago. They're in the shape of the mule. Um, remember when the uh, they had the the Moscow mule thing and the copper pen? They're in that shape. Um, except they're wood based pens, and I, I think they're really nice looking. I, I've I've read a few reviews on them, and they look really really pretty. So yeah, you can go there, go to Pen Chalet, you can go hit the, 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 the password and then you'll be able to get your hands on that fantastic set of Monte Grappa goodies. Our thanks to Pen Chalet for their support of this show and Relay FM. And check the um check the specials page, the Pen Attic specials page. They have if you're looking for gifts for new fountain pen users, they have the 
Lamy Safari gift set, which is a really, really good deal right now on the um, on the Panatic page, and it'll be great gifts for Christmas. Oh, nice. All right. If you're in Australia, you could pick up some great gifts for Christmas at the end of November, the 26th, in fact, at the Melbourne Pin Show. So I got an email, and I think we've talked about them last year when they had the Melbourne Pin Show. Um, since there were some good stories and posts um, after the fact from from Melbourne, and it's that time of year again there in Australia. So we have a ton of Australian listeners and followers, so I wanted to be sure to give them a shout-out. Hit up the Melbourne Pin Show, melbpinshow.com.au. We'll have the link in the show notes if you're in the area. You definitely want to go. It looked like a really cool show last year, and it's growing. So there you go. Check that out. Panatic yeah, worldwide, I'm, worldwide. They're they're trying to get us down there, Mike. One of these years, right? I mean, we, the list is getting long for one of these years. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be doing this for a very long time, just so we can get through for, these pen shows. Yeah, fortunately, we have a lot of years left in us. We sure do. So uh, that's good. You know, it's it's always on the radar. Another new thing I wanted to mention, which I got the the early look of this app. It's called the Nibbler app. Mm -hmm. And we'll put a link in the show notes for, I I think this is just an iOS app. So uh, Austin Tooley sent me and you an email and a link of this app he's doing where he's basically aggregating RSS feeds for stationary and putting an app on your phone where you can go through and scroll through the most current posts from a lot of the popular pen blogs and ink blogs and things like that. It's really well done. Like Austin did a really great job. And he asked me about it, you know, wanted my feedback, you know, what do you think about this? And, you know, the first words out of my mouth, well, if you're going to run ads over it, I don't want to be part of of it, right? Mm -hmm. Because you don't do ads on other people's content, which we've talked about years ago. But what he's done is made a really pretty app that's free and you don't need to do anything else but to support his creation of the app if you like it you can actually like buy um you know skins and themes and things like that which i think oh that's a great idea so it's really well done like i love the colors he's definitely hit on like the color palette that i like it's really bright with bright purples and pinks and blues yep you know it's it's not something i'll use that often to be perfectly honest because i pretty much run my life in rss so i need an app for all of my feeds so i already have my pins in an RSS reader, like reader, but as a separate standalone stationary app, I think it's pretty cool. And uh, Austin did a really good job on this. So I was very pleased with the outcome of what he did. So if you're interested, go uh, go check that out. Yeah, it is really nice. I took a look at it too. Um, so I, I really, I do agree. It's a nice looking app. Yep. Yep. So I reviewed a pen on Monday. You wanted to ask me about, Mike, the Kaveco Steel Sport. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you think about this pen? Or do you use any of this sport series Covecos? Do you even own one? I own I own them. Um, I don't own any of the metal ones. I own a couple of plastic ones. Okay. Um, okay. But my question for you really was like because I own them, right? Like I have them. Mm-hmm. I have used them. I was wondering how much you genuinely use Coveco Sports today. Like how often are they in the rotation? I always have one inked. Okay. And that the one either comes from the Lilliput lineup, the Sport Classic plastic barrel lineup, or one of the metal 
barrels. I okay. usually I don't have more than one inked up at a time because I just need one pocket fountain pen. And any of those three I are my choices. So right now it's the Steel Sport, which I think is the best looking metal barrel. Before that, I like the aluminum, gray aluminum sport. The brass sport got a lot of play last year. It was really pretty, but I never stuck with that one. I like the look of the stainless steel better. So I'll use this one, and then you know I might go back to a lily put. And then probably the one I carried the most this past year was the classic sport I got from uh, Glenn HK. And I forget the name of the color. It's like Island Blue or something like that. It was from a shop in Hong Kong. That's the plastic barrel one is probably the one I carried the most this year. So yeah, I always have one Kaveco pocket fountain pen inked up. So one of those, one of those few things. I just love the shape and the feel. It's the right size open. It's the right size closed. I never have nib problems, which kind of plague Kaveco sometimes. I think it's yeah. because. I stick in the extra fine range and I have one or two custom nibs that I've had ground down. I just swap them between the pins. But um, the the nib issue seems to run more in the medium and broad sizes. You get a little bit of a baby, baby's bottom. You get a little bit of skipping when you're writing. A little bit drying out in the pen. I never have that issue. And it's just a pen I always want to have to grab and go. It's It just fits me very, very well and how I like to use pens and how I like them to feel when I'm using them. So, yeah. Is this a special as related to the rest of the lineup? Not necessarily. You know, they've done lots of materials. You can go cheaper with the aluminum. That's always been kind of my favorite. You can go very expensive with the carbon fiber inlays. I never liked those. Um, and then kind of the the medium price range is the steel and brass. They're right in between the aluminum and carbon fiber. Uh, the brass takes beautiful pictures. They look stunning. Um, the stainless steel doesn't have the odor that brass does, but I've gotten used to like the brass pins now. They don't bother me as much, but it's just something that fits me very well. And uh, I'll always have a Kaveco. I'll always try them out when new ones come out. Um, it's one of those things like field notes. They can get you in trouble <laughs> trying to hunt down various editions like i've seen some sweet purple ones and some all black ones and i was like "Ooh, i'm tempted it's like i don't need my fifth one or whatever many i have you know i don't need to do that so um yeah i i really like this steel this is probably my my favorite and at least until the next one comes out right yeah okay i mean it's just because you know, for me like they don't do it for me anymore, right? Like, there was a time I absolutely adored my Kavecos, but like I've kind of mm-hmm. just moved on from them. And it's just sure. interesting for me to see you kind of referencing the fact that you use one quite frequently. It's it surprised yep. me. Yep, it's just one of those that fits me personally. Very yeah, well. yeah. It's very oh, pers- I get it. I get it. This is a very personal pin. This is not a pin for everybody. But a lot of times people don't expect to like them, and they end up liking them. That's ends up happening a lot with the Kavecos, especially yeah, the but- base classic plastic barrel ones i found a, a pin i found a pin for you though yeah you did huh <laughs> i don't know i don't know if you'll go for the slim size but the sailor pro gear slim purple cosmos that's a that's a mike hurley i mean that's a me pin right there um what do you think about this pin this is the new limited edition are they calling it limited edition or special edition i guess it's limited there's only 800 or so i believe mm-hmm. uh being made i don't know if it's north america or worldwide but what do you think about this pen 
So I don't own a Slim. Um, I've used a Slim, mm-hmm. and I and the Slim isn't my favorite. I like the regular mm-hmm. Pro Gear. Uh, I saw this in the show notes today. It's the first time I'd ever seen it. Um, mm-hmm. I have one on the way. <laughs> it's awesome. This is what I was looking lie. for, right? I have been saying I wanted another Sailor Pro Gear, and I wanted a cool limited one. This is perfect for me, design-wise. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it mm-hmm. goes uh, with the with the body size i mean i'm probably gonna be fine with it right like yeah i can't imagine i'm gonna hate it you'll go okay this is smaller and lighter but i like it like i really like my slims i prefer i'll pick the pro gear if i have a choice every time i enjoy my slims right i mean they're really good pins okay that's good that's good to know uh i also Mm -hmm. brought bought a broad i figured i'd change it up you know i i have a medium uh in my current pro gear, I thought, what's the point in getting two, like, with the exact same nib? I might as well change it up. So I went with a broad. Um, just figuring that I could change it if I don't like it. But, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I saw it, and I was like, this is exactly what I need. Uh, and <laughs> right. I bought it immediately. I wasn't going to let this one pass me by. The, and this one's super limited. I mean, you're not going to be able to get it, like, if you think about it for, like, the next week or two. Like, it'll be gone. Yeah, th- th- so, this yeah. was part of it. Like as soon as I opened the page, I was like, "I like, I love the look of this one." Mm, not so sure about the size. There's no point messing around with this. I'll just buy it. If I don't like it, yep. someone can take it off my hands quite easily. I bet. So for sure, um, this was just like I'm not sleeping. I I don't want to keep sleeping on these because this is what mm-hmm. I want. Like right now, top of my list is a new pro gear. That's mm-hmm. and it has been for months. And I've been right. doing a bunch of searches online, and I just couldn't find what I wanted. And I'm always so jealous at pen shows because people like you and Father Kyle, like you're you're bringing out all your amazing limiteds, and like, and I'm just like sad in the corner with my one orange, and I like I want I wanted I wanted another one, and this mm-hmm. one is a looks like a great contender. I'm very excited to see it in person. Well, good. I'm excited that you bought it. Um, I'm gonna pass on it. I I just don't need another pen right now. Like I think we'll we'll be talking about that next year. It's like <laughs> you should get that tattooed on your arm. <laughs> I just don't need another pen right now, Brad Dowdy. That could be the name of your memoir. Yeah, <laughs> we'll write that down. Um, but yeah, like I'm going through that phase. Like this happens at the end of the year. It's like I bought a lot of stuff this year, and there's lots of cool stuff out right now. Like we're going to talk about another pen in a minute that I really, really want, but it is super expensive, way more expensive than this one. Um, we'll we'll get to that in a minute. But first, I want to talk about another purple pen, Mike. What do you think about the new platinum purple? I'm going to go with lavende or lavende. I'm sure it's it's re- French for lavender. I just don't know how to say it. I slept <laughs> the 3776 on the, Nice lavende. Yeah, I slept on the Lilas, right? Like I didn't get it. And it's still available, mm-hmm. but I didn't get it. I'm now pleased I didn't get it because the purple and the rose gold is way better looking. And I put yeah. my name down for pre-order at Pen Chalet. And I, <laughs> and I will buy this one. when When it comes out, I will buy this one. So I've cost again, you some money time, today. I need a platinum in my life, right? Everyone's telling me I need it. I want to spend more time with the nibs, right? Because I mm-hmm. want to see how they are before going up to Nanakaya one day. So uh, I put my name down, I think, for a medium, if I remember rightly, uh, for one of these. Because that colorway, purple and rose gold, that is stunning. That looks it's awesome. so good. So, yes, I've got my name down at Penchalet for one of those. So you Golly. spent you made me spend a lot of money today, Brad, in two links. I I did my job today. Fantastic. Ron's gonna be yeah, happy. Th- 
<laughs> yeah, Rod should be thrilled. <laughs> this is an awesome pen. And I, you know what? I have to agree with you. This is better than the pink. It is. And I loved the pink. Yep. I didn't buy the pink. Um, I didn't buy, I'm not going to buy the purple. I bought the red, <laughs> um, but I'm not going to buy the purple either. But dang, if this isn't good looking, you know, both sailor, I mean, pink and purple and orange, it's, it's really hard for me to avoid, but man, mm, this is some good, this is some good stuff. It's, it's the right time of year for some awesome pin releases and we aren't even going to cover them all today. There's some really good stuff that we we're leaving out. Um, yeah, I, so I, I'm glad I could spend your money today, Mike. It's uh, you, You've made me a happy person. I'm living vicariously through you today, which is the opposite of what usually happens. Yeah, that is, it is weird. I mean, I, I think that you, for some reason, you woke up this morning and you were like, I'm going to make Mike spend a lot of money. <laughs> well, this next link and pen might cause me to spend a lot of money. The first one I want to talk about is not available it's the new Aurora Optima Flex. So they're going to be, we said last year when we were talking about Aurora in LA that eventually in 2018, they would have the Flex Nib in the Optima and then they would have Flex Nib units. So these things are starting to come to fruition. And I'm seeing now there's a picture on Instagram from uh, Laura who helps at the Chicago Pen Show. She's on Instagram at Fountain Pen Follies. She has a picture of the orange Optima with the flex nib and what I like about this the most is that it has the rhodium plated trim instead of the gold trim I still don't know that this is a pin that I would go for like I didn't go for any of the other Aurora flexes I thought they were too expensive for too basic of a barrel this might be the same thing I don't know what the price is on this this is just you know a very early look at them but they look killer because I love the Optima um so yeah I'm when I saw that, I was like, oof, yeah, that's good. The one I want, though, Mike, this is this is as close as I've come to buying a pen recently, but it's so freaking expensive, and I don't want to spend the money right now. But the Aurora Optima 365, that's my pen. I mean, this is like, damn. I, I don't know what it is about this pen, but I mm. just love how this pen looks for me. It's crazy, crazy expensive. There's only 365 of them made. I'm probably not going to pull the trigger because it's so expensive, but I'm in love with this pen. What do you think about it? it. I don't like it. Yeah. For that amount of money, I don't like it. I feel like I've seen, I mean, you know, the devil's in the details, but like just from the pictures, Mm -hmm. I feel like I've seen this finish in a bunch of pens that don't cost 660 euros. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Totally, like, totally fair. Yeah. It just doesn't, that does not scream uh, 500 plus to me, really. Right. And the Pelican uh, Ocean Swirl that's coming out right now, it's kind of like the same pattern. I love that one too. And it's like, yeah, I don't, I really think they're beautiful. I don't need to spend that money on just on any pen right now. So, yeah. Let me take a look. I am having pelican. a hard time. I am. I am having See, a hard time with this. The thing is, one. that pelican, that looks mm-hmm. nicer to me. Like, yeah, I could. I think I could justify that design more. Like, because I've that looks like a something I've not seen. Like almost a kind of nebulous type. You know, like it's it's a re- that's a really interesting pattern to me. Where mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. aurora, I feel like I've seen that pattern, that exact pattern, like. On pens that cost forty five dollars or something, you know. Like, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying, right? Like again, sure. like the pictures might not be doing it justice, 
But like, I don't know. There's just it. It doesn't really scream six hundred well, to me. Well, that's the kicker on these high end demonstrators, right? Like, that's yes. the most egregious amount of money. And I buy those all the time. Like, I have the Pelican eight hundred five, and I have my Optima as a demonstrator. And, and you're uh, less... king of pen. Yeah, yeah, it's clear. It's clear blue plastic, right? <laughs> when you when it boil when you boil it down to it, so it's like yeah, but like I. I still get wrapped up in those things and like that's way more outrageous of a price than at least a full, you know, material barrel or mostly material barrel as opposed to just a clear plastic. So yeah, I I'm with you. I I'm not, you, you will get no arguments from me. It's also not going to keep me from buying some of the stuff too. So <laughs> it's, it's the, uh, the dilemma of the life I lead Mike. <laughs> Something like that. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Blue Apron, the number one recipe delivery service with the freshest ingredients. You can get $30 off your first delivery with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash penaddict. Blue Apron's awesome because Blue Apron is going to teach you skills. It's going to help you learn how to cook. If if you think, oh, I don't know how to cook, you know what will help you? easy-to-follow recipe cards, and pre-portioned ingredients. They are two simple things that Blue Apron does, which make it way, way easier because the recipe cards are nicely laid out with all the instructions for you, and you don't have to worry about how much of this, how much of that, do I have this ingredient, do I have that ingredient, did I buy the right thing? Because you get all of it, and it's all nicely set up, and it's all in these little boxes, and everything's portioned out for you. So you don't waste food, Blue Apron's reducing food waste, and you just get the exact amount of every ingredient that you need for each recipe. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone while supporting a more sustainable food system in the process. And they do that with these meals, which cost less than $10 a meal. They all have fresh, high-quality ingredients. All of their ingredients are backed by their freshness guarantee. That means that they're going to be a, they will arrive with you ready to cook or they're going to make it right for you. They set the, the highest standards for their ingredients and they build a community of home chefs along with it. None of Blue Apron's recipes are repeated within a year, so you will never get bored of what you're eating. There's always new food, new wonderful things to try. You can choose from a variety of new recipes every week, or let Blue Apron's culinary team surprise you. Right now, you could get cheesy broccoli baked pasta with crispy thyme breadcrumbs, seared steaks and garlic butter with oven fries and romaine salad, or roasted chicken and full vegetables with cranberry and ginger compote. Wow, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, we're going to have to stop doing this before my lunchtime. Yeah, I know. It's 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 bad news <laughs> for everyone. Cooking together is fun. Families who cook with Blue Apron cook together three times more often because they have everything they need right with them. There's no weekly commitment. You get the deliveries when you want them. Try Blue Apron today. Go to blueapron.com slash penaddict to get $30 off your first delivery and free shipping as well. You're going to love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So go get started today at blueapron.com slash penaddict. We'd like to thank Blue Apron for their support of this show. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. So we've got some good ass TPA this week, Mike, but I wanted to start with the feedback that we got from our letter writing conversation last week where, you know, I made a, a few statements <laughs> that were extreme, which which I do. And then uh, I get lots of email, wonderful email that said, you might want to rethink how, you know, you talk about letter writing and here's why. And I got some really good feedback. 
And I think I want to devote an entire segment to that, maybe in next week's episode, so I can parse the feedback a little cool. more. Is a lot of stuff on like letter writing tips and writing prompts, and you know, you don't have to be a natural at it. And here's some things that can help you with that. So our listeners were awesome in sending uh, really, really good feedback on uh, my letter writing. Um, conversation from last week so i want to do that justice and not just uh burn through it so i'm going to give that a whole segment next week so if you have any more comments on uh writing letters and how to be a better letter writer and tips and tricks that you use send them in you know hello at penatic.com and we'll uh, get them and I'll, I'll put them together for next week's show sound good yeah sounds great all right so rebecca she said, I love Dowdyism's Chicago trip notebook and want to do the same, but with a fountain pen. What notebook? Same question in A5, but as thin and light as a field notes book. So Rebecca's a really good photographer. So I know she gets out and about and goes and sees and does lots of things and has lots of things to put in a notebook. Fountain pen friendly, you can get some of the field notes if you want to do that size, that um that work well, right notepads work well with, with fountain pens. But if you want to go to have like a bigger A5 format and keep it thin and fountain pen friendly, honestly, the first thing I thought of was the A5 dot dash notebook we make at knock. So I, I got to throw in a plug for that. It's a 48 page, it's like the same thickness as a field notes, but an A5 size soft cover um, comes in a three pack. They're like 15 bucks. So that's a really good fountain pen friendly. It'd be good for a notebook plus type of layout, you know, where you're adding in, you know, pictures and tickets and receipts and things like that. And then I knew there was something else out there and I had to dig a little bit to find it. And I remembered the Apica CD grid notebook. This might be the choice if you like that style. They're very thin. Um, I want to say they're only like 30 pages or so. I'll have to go look at them. But they're 52. only like three. Oh, okay. More than that. They're like three bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like the no-brainer of all no-brainer A5s. I'd choose them over the knock notebooks personally. <laughs> they're really good. And for that price is ridiculous. But for like A5 thin, soft bound, good quality notebooks, there's not a huge choice. Like once you get into like, you can get, like Rodia and Leuchtturm do soft covers, but they do them in like 80 page notebooks and, you know, they cost, you know, 10 or $15. Those are great. I don't think that's what you're looking for. I think you're looking for kind of a, a trip specific book with a fewer amount of pages and a, a better price point. And uh, I think those are kind of the two choices I came up with. I'm open to hearing some, some more, but you can definitely find some thicker softbound A5s, but finding those thin ones, um, like in a field notes thickness is, is the challenge. So those are the two I came up with. I think the only thing I would maybe recommend for uh, the pocket notebook size would maybe also be the story supply edition 407. Mm-hmm. They're just really, yeah. really lovely notebooks with fantastic um, fountain pen friendly paper. That's a great notebook. It's the field note size, three and a half by five and a half, and a wonderful with fountain pen. So yeah, good call there. I really love the covers on those two. Um, the the covers on those. Those are probably my favorite from Story Supply. Really, really good. All right, next one. I love this question. This is from Jane. I think we got this on Twitter, right? It says, is there a preponderance of pen addict relationships? Do fountain pen do fountain pens bring people together? Have they torn people apart? I think most of the people 
in my life that I consider my friends, I got from the pen addict. I mean, I don't, I think that's a very safe statement. It's a very weird statement if you parse it verbally <laughs> to other people, um, you know, out loud in public, but it's the truth. Like, I've never met so many good people as I have, and I've made lifelong friends from sharing a fountain pen or a piece of paper or an ink or a pencil with another person. These person, these people I will have in my life, no matter what I'm doing, no matter where I'm at, I have people that are now my friends for life because of this. I think because this hobby it requires sharing between people and there's a lot of knowledge to be passed. So these conversations are more natural, say, than other situations. You know, you each have a mutual like, but there's so much more you can learn from that other person and vice versa. So I think that leads to those type of relationships, um, bringing people together. Has it torn people apart? I don't know. I doubt it. I mean, I'm sure probably, but it's certainly yeah, not Yeah, I'm sure people have see. made some purchases which they shouldn't make, which can lead to some problems. But, you know, yeah. I reckon it brings significantly more people together than it does draw anybody apart. Because I feel the yeah, same as you. I have so many new friends, people that I consider incredibly close to me because of this hobby. Yeah. And it's also strengthened relationships of mine as well. Like as more friends have gotten into this stuff, like there's a couple of people specifically that I think of that I've become so much closer to because they became interested in this hobby, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just think about it. I created a business with a guy I never heard of mm-hmm. because he had a friend that read the pen addict and we started talking, you know, think about that. I mean, that's kind of a big deal, right? You know, it's so it's uh, this community is something else. I, I talk about it all the time. I, I can't rave about it enough. It's pretty amazing. So we're very lucky, Mike. Very. Very. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, I could talk more. I could talk about that all day. Just I, I love talking about the people in this community. So it's very cool. All right. Next question from Matthias. He says, how does the Papermate Inkjoy gel compare to the Uniball Signo RT1? The Inkjoy's design seems very Signo-inspired. This might be blasphemous, but I do think the Inkjoy barrel is better than the RT1 barrel. The RT1 barrel is kind of the cheapy barrel of the Uniball lineup. I like the DX better for a barrel. I like the 307 for a barrel. But the RT has the benefit of added colors in it. It also has the benefit of the micro tip sizes in it. So I tend to lean towards the RT one. The Inkjoy gel is very, very good. Um, a lot of people use it. A lot of people love it. I haven't used them regularly because they don't get in the fine enough size that I like. But my wife bought a 10 pack of them and now I've gone and ordered her extra purple ones of it. If that tells you anything. And she uses the pen pretty much all day, every day in her job. So she likes the retractable nature of it. And she likes how the barrel feels and she likes how well they write. And she's not alone. The ink joy is, is probably the best pen paper mates ever made besides the flare. 
they don't have a lot. They sell a lot of pins, but they don't have a lot of amazing pins in their lineup. The Ink Joy Gel has kind of changed what I think about what they're doing, and I hope they continue expanding on the success they've had with the Ink Joy Gel lineup. Have you had a chance to use one? No, not at all. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to. We'll change that. So it's it's a really cool, really cool pin. It's kind of like a full. It's a retractable pen, kind of like a full rubberized barrel with like a small, like, you know, ink color window on there. You know, it's, it's plain, something you find, you know, at the grocery store, but really nice. It's one of the better choices, certainly better than the G2. So we got to get, we got to get people off the, the G2 train. You know, we got to, we got to unseat the G2 as the most popular gel ink pen in the world because there's better pens out there. Oh, do we'll we have the ability to do that? Mm, I doubt it. But okay. we'll work. Doesn't, mean we, doesn't mean we can't try. Doesn't mean we can't try. <laughs> we can do one of those change.org petitions, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> that, that will fix it for you. <laughs> Speaking of crappy pens, Kimmer wants to know, what is the best pen for writing on that thermal receipt paper? The answer is the absolute worst ballpoint pen you can find is the best pen for thermal receipt paper. And that's not a joke. Like crappy ballpoints on receipt paper is the way to go. Like I've used some terrible ballpoints that work amazing on that paper. Um, you know, not even like the Uniball Jetstream is too good of a pen for that paper. You gotta you gotta drop your down drop it down a little bit. You gotta lower your expectations. Use a basic big stick. You know, the I don't know the paper the standard papermate ballpoint. Any terrible ballpoint pen will be great. Don't try to use a liquid or gel ink based pen with that receipt paper. Ballpoint all the way. Oil works best on those on that paper for whatever reason. And uh, you do kind of need something soft to write under. You know, writing on a table is, is kind of hard. So, yeah, that's my answer. I don't have a specific recommendation, but just buy the cheapest ballpoint pen you can find, and it'll be pretty good. It won't work on anything else, but it'll work on thermal receipt paper. All right, last one from 24 Hours. What are some of the premium barrels that can take Pilot, Zebra, etc. refills other than the Sarasa Grand? So this is kind of a two-part question so there's premium barrels that the manufacturers themselves make like pilot and then there's premium barrels that you see on kickstarter a lot so that's kind of twofold since they put the sarasa grand in the question i was thinking maybe they're looking for something stock that you can buy you know like at a jet pens or something or pen chalet and the first one that comes to mind is the pilot metropolitan because it comes in a rollerball option that takes the G2 refill that you remove, you throw it in the trash, and then you buy a Pilot Juice refill and put it in there. And then you have an awesome, awesome pen for like $13, $14. And you can just keep buying the Pilot Juice refills. The Zebra Sarasa Clip refills also fit in there. So the Metropolitan's kind of the best if you want to stick in that style of refill. You know, throw out the G2, buy the juice. Much better. Um, or you can get what I call the one barrel to rule them all, rule them all the Big Eye Design TI Arto, which will fit any refill you throw at it. 
it's just a bigger, heavier barrel and much more expensive. It's like $80, but it'll fit any refill you ever want. I don't know if that's really what you're looking for the way you pose this question. If I could pick anything besides my beloved pen type B, which no one else likes except me, and I'm okay with that because my new one's coming. It's, I got a shipping notification for for the next one, which I'm stoked about, and you'll have to hear me rave about. The TI2 Techliner fits the Uniball Signo 307 refills. I use that pen probably more than any like specialty type pen. You know, I just got the Tactile Turn Mover that fixed the G2 Juice refills. That's a great pen. The Sunderland MK1, that's one I use a lot. The TI2 Techliner is what I use the most because I like the shape. I like the magnet um, um, clip. I mean, not clip, the uh, cap. And, you know, I like how it feels and I like using the Uniball refills. It's just really tough to find a good barrel for Uniball refills. So, where I'd start is the Pilot Metropolitan if you can find a Pilot Juice refill you like, especially for the price. After that, uh, you ha- you have a world of options. You know, like we could get more specific on a lot more machined pens that would f- suit your needs the best. I have a few go-to favorites, and uh, yeah, this is a uh, this is a question I always like because I'm always trying out all kinds of new barrels. All right, is we done for today? I think that's got it. I don't have anywhere else to spend your money today, but that's I think good. I did a pretty good job. I think I better get yeah. out of here before you have any other ideas for me. Yeah, you didn't need me to wake up this morning because I, I loaded up the... Uh, you you started the notes this morning or last night. I finished them this morning, and I cost you money. So this is a, this is a good day of work, Mike. I shouldn't have looked. Mm. That was that was my fault. You would have been looking. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Don't buy moleskins, fountain pen users. Let's buy, leave it with that. Buy expensive sailor pens instead, I guess. You can go to <laughs> relay.fm slash penaddict slash 282 for today's links and all the information about the episode. Thanks so much to uh, the lovely folk over at Blue Apron and Pen Chalet for their support of this week's episode. If you want to find Brad online, he is Dowdyism on Twitter, penaddict on Instagram. He's at knockco.com and at penaddict.com. I am at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, on all the social networks. Um, We'll be back next time. Until then, thanks so much for listening, and say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.